What is up, Man Camp community? It has been a while. Many of you know this, but if you didn't know, two years ago, our family moved from Sacramento to San Diego to plant Jesus Culture San Diego, and we are almost a year into the start of Jesus Culture San Diego. And so as you can imagine, we've been busy. And so there's been a, a little bit of a break with Man Camp, but we are back, and I'm excited because... We are launching season four of Man Camp this fall, but this summer, at the tail end of this summer, we are doing a special edition, a special summer edition of Man Camp leading into season four. And so our guest for this episode is a good friend of mine, Jason Graves. He's a pastor in Carlsbad, California, the San Diego area of Daybreak Church, but uh, he's also an outdoorsman. He loves rock climbing being in the outdoors, four-wheeling. He just loves all things adventure. And this episode is actually really fun because for the first time ever, we recorded a live episode of Man Camp at a conference. And so you're going to hear this. There's a group of men at a, a men's conference that Jason Graves does every year called Firefest. We recorded this uh, uh, at this last year's Firefest, and we're talking about the spirituality of adventure. You heard that right. I'm really excited to dive into this topic, and I'm really excited about season four coming up. It's so good. We've got some exciting new things coming. Stay tuned. So without further ado, here is a special summer edition of Man Camp. To overcome means to defeat or prevail over, to succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty, to overpower, conquer, vanquish, and triumph over opposition. We are all overcomers. In season three of Man Camp, we are sharing the stories of men who faced trials head on, overcame, and came out on the other side strengthened by the journey. Join us as the hope found in these stories move us to action, to risk, find courage, step out again, and embrace our call as overcomers. Join the camp. Before we dive into this special edition, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Pursuit. Uh, last year in season three, we talked to a guy named Zach Ernst, who's a good friend of mine, who had launched an organization called Pursuit. I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode with Zach Ernst. You'll hear more about Pursuit. But Pursuit is an amazing opportunity, both physically in Seal Beach, um, but also online. It's a group of guys that gather together three days a week to work out, but they also dive into a ton of other topics, areas in life to grow, be encouraged, challenged. And they're doing something really cool they do twice a year. It's called the 90-Day Pursuit or Pursuit 90. And uh, basically, you take 90 days and you go through a series of workouts, eating, challenges, reading, all that kind of stuff. So, to find out more about Pursuit, go to joinpursuit.co. That's joinpursuit.co. Dive into, they've got incredible resources. Um, you can join these workouts anywhere in the world. We've had guys join from Europe, and it's incredible. So again, go to joinpursuit.co. Check it out. We love you guys. We love what they're doing as they're just calling dudes to go deeper, both physically emotionally and spiritually. So that's our sponsor for this episode. Check it out and let's dive into our special summer edition episode of Man Camp. 
All right, you guys, welcome to the Man Camp Podcast. We are doing something here that we've never done before on the podcast. We're in a room full of dudes. Can you guys just yell and say hi? What's up? Come on. As you know, the heart of Man Camp Podcast is to call men to live a life fully alive with adventure, to be known, to step out of isolation. And so we are at Firefest here in uh, Carlsbad, and I'm here with Jason Graves, which you heard about him in the intro. And uh, we're here to talk about the spirituality of adventure. Uh, and so we're going to dive into this topic. Jason is a pastor, but he's my friend, and he, he's a guy who goes after this really well. And so uh, we've never done this with li- a live audience, but I'm excited because we may do some Q&A and stuff. This topic really, really matters. And so for those of you guys that are listening, even for the guys out here in the audience, I actually, Jason, want you to start and share the heart and vision of Firefest because it actually ties into a lot of this. Uh, it's bigger. You're a yep. pastor here at Daybreak, but it's bigger than that. Yep. And this topic that we're talking about, adventure, it actually, there's a connection into that. Yeah. I mean, the last thing probably the church world needs is another conference. Yeah. Because, like, that's the thing to do at churches. Uh, but I personally, I, I, I love the outdoors, but I even hate the indoors more. So I just, I don't like meetings. I don't like sitting in rooms, listening to people talk. And so uh, a group of guys um, here uh, in North County, San Diego, basically come up with the idea like, hey, what would be the ultimate guys weekend where yes, you would have spirituality, you would have faith and worship and teaching lit, but mostly it's outdoors like a festival. And so that's what Firefest is. It's basically guys, you know, throwing axes, wrestling, listening to live bands, eating really good food, and then putting God in the mix as well. Yeah, which is amazing. So let's dive into this. We're going to talk about today, for all of you guys out here, really, I don't know if you would connect and put spirituality and adventure together. Like if you asked most guys, you'd be like, hey, do you want to you know, go on an adventure? The, the answer is rarely no. Maybe if you're like, yeah. depending on what the adventure is, like you yeah. get a little deep. But I think there's something wired in not just people, but especially men for this thing to be on the edge a little bit. Like yep. you get stuck in the nine to five sitting in your desk. Like we, we all got to do different things like that. There's a part of us that is not activated in the life. So true. So I love this because I, you know, this is not a normal conference. Like there's surf, like surf out, you know, people are going surfing, golfing, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I want to, I want to dive into how, like, how does adventure, that piece play into living alive, fulfilled um, in our heart. So we're talking about spirituality, but like this is even deeper than just, you know, singing a worship song, reading your Bible. Like there's something in our, our heart, our life that's wired to, yep. to be activated. Yep. For you, you're, you're not just a pastor, you're someone that's passionate about this. What, like, what is the connection between adventure and our heart being alive or, you know, yeah. engaged? Well, we're made in God's image. And anyone who's been a Christian, a follower of Jesus for any amount of time realizes that though God is faithful, he's not predictable. Yeah. He's faithful, but he's, he's very unpredictable. I would even say he's not safe in any way. Yeah. And um, I define adventure as something with an unknown outcome. To me, it's not an adventure if you're sure you're going to make it to the end of the climb, if you're sure you're going to make it to the end of the ride, if you know you're going to come in surfing and everything's going to be fine. So there's just that thing, and, and it does involve risk, 
And we can talk about that in a few minutes as well. But um, God wired us as men. And you're right. A lot of us, we live in such a safe world. Mm -hmm. We live, especially in our part of the world in San Diego County specifically. But I think a lot of guys like your neighborhood's safe. Some of us have gated communities. You know, there's just not a ton of risk. And so we find some guys like doing the fight club thing. Like I got to find some way to have some adventure in my life. And that's not something that is far from the heart of God. Uh, When you read in scripture about the apostle Paul, that dude lived a gnarly life. I mean, we think of him as sitting in like a dark prison cell with a candle and, you know, writing out with a feather pen or some weird thing on a scroll. But in reality, like he lists his, his adventure street cred in, in his letters. Like I've been beaten. I've been whipped. Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. I've been stoned. I've been thrown in prison. Like he, he did all kinds of stuff. And For him, he was not the kind of guy who lived a safe life. He lived an adventurous life. There were all kinds of unknown outcomes for anyone who's ever followed Jesus throughout the the centuries. For those of you guys that know Jason, there's a lot of daybreakers here. But um, when I first met Jason and we got to know each other, he's talking about like going rock climbing. I'm watching his Instagram stories and he's with his daughter, you know, in Yosemite and doing like pushing the limit on stuff. Uh, So what, what, like what? Share about that. Like in your own life, there's, there's a reason. Obviously, you don't just, we have hobbies, we have things we like to do, but the more I get to know you, you're very intentional about making space, prioritizing, doing things that uh, maybe they're definitely in the adventure category. They're pushing yeah. the limit and some risk. Like, is, what, is there a story behind that? Yeah. So I was raised in Los Angeles. I was like the definition of a city kid. So I had adventure, but the adventure was like, not getting jumped for my skateboard to be stolen or things like that. (laughs) But even when I was a kid, um, a couple of my friends and I, we would sneak out of our houses in the middle of the night when we were in junior high. And we would go break into schools. Like that was our fun thing to <laughs> Anyone do. Anyone else here? That's, that's what you did for fun? Yeah, okay. So, so I was a pastor's kid and I felt like stealing wasn't appropriate, but it didn't mean you couldn't break. Like breaking and entering was okay as long as you didn't steal anything. So like we would go on the roof of our junior high school, uh, like the uh, multi-purpose room, gym room, and there was like a vent in the roof. And one of my earliest memories of adventure was we would um, take one of my dad's leather belts and just tie some cheap like yellow Home Depot rope, uh, tie it around the belt, and we would lower each other down like rappelling <laughs> yes. into in the middle of the night. And like we didn't even do anything when we got in there. It was just like, yeah, can we, had we an can we break in? Yes, we had an adventure. And so um, when I became a dad. I actually read the book from John Eldridge, Wild at Heart. Dude, how many guys have read that book? Yeah, it's a really good, good. yeah. And it was the first time somebody gave me kind of permission as a Christian to like be a little dangerous, you know? Mm -hmm. And so at that time, my boys were young and uh, I remember we were heading into Christmas time and I told all my family, I don't want them buying computer games. Don't give them any more, like whatever. Give us REI gift cards. And then we went out and bought some equipment. Give them a knife. Yes. And a belt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I had never like been backpacking. My dad was a surfer and he taught me to surf at a very young age. So I yeah. always had that outdoor element. But um, once my boys were getting old enough, I wanted to do things where I could spend time with them. And so we started going, doing these adventures like backpacking and stuff. And literally like the very first multi-day backpacking adventure ended with, uh, in climbing, we call it an epic. An epic is where Later on, it's a good story, but while you're in it, you're terrified. I thought I killed one of my kids, lowering them off a cliff. We got, it was just gnarly. We ended up in a helicopter rescue, the whole thing. 
And for about a few months after that, I was like, okay, babe, to my wife, we're never yeah. doing that again. What like, did she think call? about that? Oh, she was not stoked. <laughs> she was not happy at all. And, and so for a little while, it was like, I'll never do that again. And then here's the thing about adventure. Like when you make it through something, it yes. kind of reaffirms like, it's okay to be a little risky. Yeah. And then you get drawn back to it a little bit. So, so that good. literally started a life of now. But I'll also say this, like guys, like you see Instagram or whatever. In the, the, the areas that I, like, let's say, dabble in, I'm, yeah. I'm a full-time pastor. I work a ton of hours at church. I've got, you know, four kids. Uh, though it looks super gnarly in the photographs, I, I'm like a very B-level at any of the sports I do. Like, You're not do, like free solo? No, yeah, I'm not free soloing <laughs> El Capitan. Yeah, so like what those guys do in a few hours will take me three or four days. Yeah. And everything is really methodical and careful. I'm not like a... a People think like, oh, he's super risky. I'm actually not a very risky person at all. I'm really methodical when it comes to like life and death. You, so you're talking about risk. And I want to say this to all you guys. I think one of the keys we talk about the spirituality of adventure is this element of risk. Mm -hmm. And here's why. You said this already, Jason, but we, especially in American culture, in many places in our life, you know, if you grew up, you know, however many years ago where you're having to hunt your own food and survive, <laughs> yeah. like every day is a risk. And, and it's not just if you're going to make it, but if you're going to have enough and like there's this thing and we've lost that in some ways. But risk, it, it's not just the, you know, bungee jumping, climbing, you know, uh, a rock that's really high, whatever, fill in the blank. Risk actually goes way deeper into something, into our life that people don't see, into our identity. And the, spirit, the spiritual connection is, there is a thing that I think many men face. The question is, am I enough? Do I have what it takes? Yeah. So, you know, we all have our stories of how we grew up. Maybe you had a great dad that took you hunting and did these adventures. And so you learn things because your dad modeled it to you. Many of us didn't have that. And so there's this question, and we stay away from certain things because the fear is, I don't have what it takes to do that. Yep. And so when we talk about like adventure and taking risk, this, one of the huge spiritual aspects of this is that it actually requires you to face the lie, the fear, and that question of, do I, do I have enough? Yeah. And it connects you into this thing. You have to trust, one, God ultimately, but other dudes or other people around you. Yep. And so I, I set that up to say, I, I, think, I think we minimize some of these things and we just say, oh yeah, like I, if I go to this conference, I go to church every week, whatever. And I talk to guys all the time. They're like, I don't want to go to another meeting. I don't want to sit around yeah. a table and like, how are you doing? Pour your heart out and cry. Like that, that's good when it happens, but you can't fabricate that. The deepest relationships we have, not only with God, but with other men often is connected to this thing of like risk dependence, yeah. which is where adventure comes in. So I, I'm setting all that, all this to say is in your own life, like how do you, what is going on inside of you as you're facing a challenge, a, you know, whatever level of risk it is, mm -hmm. and then coming out on the other side. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, I grew up with, I think every day when my mom either dropped me off at school or when I would left for school, probably the same thing a lot of you heard was like, be careful, right? Be safe. Uh, and 
for so much of my life, I thought that was like the number one priority, right? Safety first. Mm -hmm. But um, the reason we sell hoodies here at Firefest that say safety third mm. is for one in the climbing world, it's kind of like a joke. It's like, screw safety, you know, yeah. <laughs> safety first, nah, safety third. Uh, but I actually have like a, a philosophy or almost a theology around it. And, and that is that um, God is not safe. Mm. This life is not safe. Um, if you try to just live a safe life, not only will you be bored, but it's actually a myth because there's nothing in this world that is safe or secure yeah. or certain. Um, so I actually do put safety third, <laughs> not just as a joke, but first I think above safety is, is your purpose. As a man, you have to know like, yeah. what's your purpose, what's your goal in life. If your goal is to get to the end of your life safe and you know, eating the perfect diet so that you don't, you know, open up to cancer or health risks, you know, and all this stuff has a balance to it. Like you should eat well, you should exercise. But if your goal is just to wear a helmet and like duct tape, you know, bubble wrap to you for your whole life, your life's going to be boring. And that's not what you see in scripture, right? Mm -hmm. As Christians, we always come back to what the Bible teaches, but also what's modeled in scripture. Almost everybody in the Bible had this level of adventure, this uncertainty, the disciples, everyone, uh, some of them, just the fact that we were Christians gave them that risk element because they were being persecuted. So I think before safety comes your purpose, like whatever God's called you to do, if God's called you to be a missionary to a country where you could be killed for being a Christian, you don't say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fulfill the purpose because of the danger there. So purpose comes first. Second, I think adventure. And this like speaks to that part of us that says, you know, God is not safe. This world is not safe. I'm going to embrace that. When I get done with an adventure. And that can yeah. be rock climbing. It can be uh, going on a, a, like an endurance trail run or something like that. And I'm not sure if I'm going to finish. Usually there's a part in that adventure, that day, that effort where I'm doubting myself. Uh, I don't know if I can do this. And then sometimes you can't and that's fine. But there's this feeling you get when you finish something you weren't sure, yeah. you know, that you could do it. And it's almost always harder than you thought. It, it feels like you, you didn't think, but you get to the end, you learn that you can deal with and endure and persevere in so much more than you think. And that translates to other areas. Of, like I'll give you a really simple kind of silly example. As a pastor, every Sunday it's important, you know, to like to be rested because you're going to preach a sermon. Most of us were preaching multiple services. And when I was probably the first 15 years of being a pastor, if I didn't get good sleep on Saturday night, I would be like petrified that I was going to totally screw up and not be able to like do well in preaching. And so it'd be like one in the morning and I haven't fallen asleep yet. Then I'm stressed out and I'm freaked out and it just like would snowball. And then the first time I climbed the, the northwest face of Half Dome. So if you've ever been in Yosemite, it's like the big rock at the end that's a dome. And my buddy and I, we attempted it way before we were skilled enough to do it. <laughs> but we spent three days. We only slept for five hours Dang. over the course of three days. I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys, but when you only sleep for five hours over three days, your brain doesn't work well. Like you're not clear. I can literally remember a few hundred feet from the top. I was with one of my good buddies. His name is Damien. I remember thinking, I think Damien's going to die here, no but way. that's okay. At least I have a way to get to the top. Cause I was just, my brain was foggy. I was dehydrated. I had, like didn't have any food. I was, we call it bonking in endurance sports, right? Your brain's not working. And I was, this isn't a joke. I was okay with the fact that one of my best friends was probably just going to die. 
And because my brain wasn't working, that's how bad, right? Wow. So watch this. I get home, we, we made it to the top, we survived. For the rest of my life now, I will never be afraid of not sleeping for a whole night. Because I'm like, I went for three days and five hours of sleep for three days. Like now, if I, I, I sleep almost like a baby every Saturday night because I'm like, I, even if I don't sleep at all, I can get up, I can, I can do what I need to do. So, so there's this thing when, you, when you, you have an adventure, you don't know how it's getting out and you make it, you get to the end going, you know what, I do have what it takes. Yeah. And that applies to like making decisions uh, uh, about like um, your job, about making decisions about life that, that have a very uncertain outcome. Mm -hmm. When my wife got uh, diagnosed with uh, stage three breast cancer, and it was in a very aggressive form of breast cancer, you know what the Lord told me about a month before we found that out? He said, this year, I'm gonna take you on an adventure. Wow. And he told me this before we knew she had cancer at all. And I knew what that meant, that it was gonna have an uncertain outcome. Yeah. And so it's through these like, um, I would almost call them like planned suffering, planned adventures that God has taught me how to endure when the real adventures of life come. Moving to a new city to start a church, yeah. starting a new business for some of you guys, the, the journey of parenting teenagers, which is the greatest adventure of all, yeah. in my opinion. So purpose comes first, adventure comes second. You better have some things in your life that you're not sure whether or not you can do it. Yeah. And then number third is safety. Put on a helmet. Yeah, don't die, <laughs> don't die. So here's something I want to um, ask you, Jason, but lead into for all of us that are here, because I think, like I said, most of us wouldn't say, oh, adventure isn't, a, isn't important, but we don't put it in that category of the spiritual aspect of our life. And listen, in the kingdom of God, uh, success is connected to growth, often more than what we produce, you know, like like fruit in our life is, is connected to us growing. And so to grow, you know, we have to risk, we have to step out, but we have to make space and prioritize the things that bring life nutrients. I don't know how many of you guys here would say that you feel connected to God maybe in nature or like yep. outdoors so or true. stuff like that. Yeah, yep. that's me totally. Or you feel something come alive in you when Maybe you're in business and you're like going after this, you know, crazy deal, uh, you know, marker, sales point, whatever it is. But like this challenge, like something alive in you, you, you feel you, you're, you rise to the occasion when challenge comes up. Yep. Like that's me too, right? Yep. So these are these things where I think it's easy to maybe dismiss these things of actually, if I add this to my life, like getting up in the morning, reading the Bible... <laughs> It's huge. Like, I, I, I've been doing this since I was in high school. But equally, I, I would add in there getting out, like going surfing, going on a run, you know, planning an adventure. Yep. Like, these things, if in our rhythm, like so often we become martyrs and we're dying, we're not alive, you know, and it affects our marriage. If you're a parent, it affects how you parent your kids. Like, I get grouchy, I get angry, I'm not fun to be around when I'm yep. just like white knuckling it, going through life but not actually caring. You, know, you hear this phrase like soul care. Yep. There is an element that is so powerful. Like I have a friend, um, his wife, like she, you know, your wife knows you better than you often. And she'll tell him like, you need to go and get in the mountains. <laughs> like don't come home until you're in a better spot. Yeah. Because she's learned this thing that actually when he gets out and you know, does what he loves to do, like he loves the off-road and stuff like that, he's a better husband, he's yep. a better dad. 
he actually is in a better space. And so often, like, we actually put this as, oh, that's a selfish thing. That's mm-hmm. not spiritual. I just need to, you know, fill in the blank ABC. Are you guys with me on this? I think even more than that, um, I've identified and I've even talked to my wife about it because my wife is super indoorsy. Mm-hmm. She's super risk averse. <laughs> indoorsy, I like that. Yeah. And when we first got married, all I did was surf. So mm-hmm. I didn't have anything that had any kind of like life or death consequence. And it was really actually rough on our marriage in the beginning. But one of the things that I identified about myself, and this may not be true of every guy, but I think there's some element of truth for most of us. And that is if we're not risking in some way that I'm going to call it like safe morally. Yeah. That a lot of times we're attracted to things that are dangerous in immoral ways. That's good. And so we, we we're wired for some kind of adventure, some mm-hmm. kind of excitement and thrill. But we all know there's the world is constantly offering us thrills in ways that will ruin your marriage, yeah. that will ruin your credibility, ruin your walk with God. And so I can settle down in a meeting. I can settle down in like in a, a level of contentment when I know I've, I've had some risk in my life that's usually in the area of hobbies, sports, playing. Yeah. And then also adventure and spirituality, I've learned to always tie those together intentionally. Yeah. So when I was a kid, somebody told me, you got to read your Bible, right? Read your Bible every day or God's mad. Nobody said that, but that's how I felt as a, totally. as a kid growing up in church. So I can remember as a, a teenager, I'm like, I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to read the Bible. I woke up in the morning. I opened up my Bible, started falling asleep. So I'm like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to walk around the block twice. I go walk around the block, wake myself up, come back, sit down and read the Bible. And I'll never forget this. I, I had already gone around the block twice. Next thing I know, I wake up and I've drooled on my Bible. There's like a whole, you know, it's that really thin paper in yes. the old school Bibles. I was doing my best to like fit into what I thought it meant to be spiritual or to like build my faith. And I just kept falling asleep. People who have a prayer closet, yeah. that's a sleep closet. A that's sleep not a prayer closet. Cl- for me. I have a dream ministry. Like I just like to, you know, dream for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I learned. If I go out and take a walk or take a run, uh, listen to a podcast of maybe a sermon, listen to worship music. If I stay active, I can actually connect with God really well. One of my favorite things, one of the ways that I, I connect with God best is when I'm praying with another guy yeah. or I got another man in my life, right? We do better in, in faith when we're connected with So that's other why men. you go on the side of a rock like, we may no, die, so let's start I'm- praying now. <laughs> Do you have any prayer requests today before you die? <laughs> you think I'm joking, dude? We, like all my friends that I trail run with, will often like stop about a half mile before the end and be like, let's prayer walk the last bit together. So good. And, and I'm super used to praying. I can't even count the number of guys that I've, I've walked with, done an adventure with, and we just incorporate prayer. That's what we're doing at Firefest today. We're sending guys out for these adventures, yeah. surfing, golf, mountain bike, whatever, but we're making sure that they bring their spirituality, bring their faith into the adventure. It's a super rad way to live. Yeah, because I don't know about you, like usually, and this is not just with men, I think you're at church or we say, hey, how are you doing? Great brother, good to see you. Like (laughs) just finished memorizing five verses and just, you know, (laughs) glory be to God. And you know, our marriage is suffering or we're depressed and we're not doing good. But I'll tell you, for me, like what you're talking about, I've experienced this, you know, I'm out, you know, golfing with somebody or surfing or doing something and like, you just start talking and it just comes out. You're like, it's just real. Yep. Which is spiritual. Like that's authenticity and it opens the door. It, it says this in 1 John 1, 5, like if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship with each other. That's community connection. And the blood of Jesus purifies us. There's cleansing, there's yep. healing. But walking in the light, another way to translate that is 
vulnerability is authenticity is like being not real. in the dark no bs like you're like yeah. how are you doing not good like my business is you know we're 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 facing bankruptcy my marriage is not good like these are very real things and when we get in this place where we built in like guys that we could trust that you know they're gonna save they're gonna we've yep. gone adventure and put our life in their hand but also like we can be real there's a strength that comes because we activate and see not only what God has for us, but we also pull that strength from each other. So I wanna dive into this, because this is, when we talk about the spirituality of adventure, it is practical. For some of you, you're like, okay, yeah, that's great, I like adventure, you know, I'm not, this isn't an event, so, you know, maybe you could go climb, you know, Half Dome at Yosemite or whatever, that's like a once a year, twice a year thing. How do you live this out? Because that may not feel realistic. Mm-hmm. Th- this, is, this is attainable. This is something we can do. So Jason, how like we talk about living, incorporating adventure, mm-hmm. making space for these things. Like what are practical ways you could do that yep. in your life? Like you can't go surfing every day. Like yeah, that's going to hurt you. Uh, or yes, can you? you yes, can. you can. Okay, talk, here we go. <laughs> every head bow, every eyes closed. Like we're going to take an altar call right now. Here we go. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just an intentionality and here's what it is. Uh, anytime I'm, I'm out with another guy doing some kind of adventure, I want to always bring God into that, right? God doesn't just exist when I go to church on Sunday. He's there surfing with me. He's there out on a trail with me. He's there, you know, so it usually goes like this. I usually just make sure like if we're surfing, the funny thing about surfing and for anybody who's a surfer, if you're out in the water, you could be talking about like the most deep thing. You're like, peace. Yeah. If a wave comes, it's like, I'm out, right? You like Someone's crying. You're like, doesn't matter. Sorry, dude. I got to go. Comes to set. So usually with surfing, it's like, let's go grab a burrito afterward. Hey, and, and I always just ask this question. How can I pray for you? Yeah. How can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? How can we pray? So, um, yeah, you can, you, you can read the Bible. We use life journaling around here, which mm-hmm. is like you read a passage of scripture and then you, you do this little SOAP acronym. But it's just being intentional to ask a deep question. And it takes one of the dudes to do it. If there's mm-hmm. two of you, somebody has to be the initiator and say, I'm going to take our conversation deeper. Deeper, yeah. And, you know, you said something about, like, um, heightened awareness when you're out there. Almost yeah. every sport, runners high, right? There's, like, the flow state. In rock climbing, you get a bit of this, like, adrenaline rush, especially when you get to the top of something. And I've learned to leverage that, whatever you want to call that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But almost every sport has this good feeling attached to it. Yeah. Like, I've always tried to leverage that. Now let's talk about something deep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, also be flexible with whatever your activity is for that day. One of my good buddies, uh, Tom, is here in the room with us today. And um, we've for, I don't know, almost 15 years, probably we've climbed together and run together and all this stuff. But both of our wives at different times, my wife had cancer, his wife had a tumor. And both of us have been like in the middle of a run and we just stopped and we're like, I was like, dude, I just I'm sapped of energy when you're stressed, when you're worried, yeah. when your wife's going through something. So then we would like, instead of running four or five miles, we ran a mile and then we just walked. Wow. And some of the most powerful, emotional, spiritual times have been quitting an activity early. Uh, I've been surfing with dudes before. It's like, let's just get out and let's go talk for a few minutes. Yeah. And we would get out and talk. Yeah. And so be flexible 
Yes, adventure is important, but mm. it's secondary to the fact that the guy that you're sharing that adventure with, whatever's going on in his life, bring God into that situation. It's so good. I want to, I wanna, my heart, as we're talking about this, this isn't rocket science, this isn't a new idea or concept, but when it becomes powerful is when we activate it, we make yep. space, we go after that. And so my hope for you know, everybody here, everybody listening is that we actually rethink, step back. I would encourage each of us, like make space right? on your phone, in your journal, look at, like ask yourself this question, like what makes me come alive? Mm-hmm. And like, don't, don't Christianize it. Don't like, <laughs> like, well, when I fast and pray, I, you know, God <laughs> loves me more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if that's true, then great. You're awesome. But like, that's not me. Uh, but like, the spiritual disciplines are important, but we have to add, like the, the thing that makes it spiritual is when we bring and invite God into it. Yes. And like you're saying, and we do it with other people. Like any, like God, like God created, there's nothing new under the sun. God created you. He created this concept of adventure and like challenge, all this stuff. The question is, is we recognize that God, you made this. So really practically ask yourself this question. What makes me come alive? Second thing is this, like, and, and you have to break this up. How are you going to incorporate this in? And I, I like to look at it as, you know, weekly. Like, is there a space weekly? Uh, you know, you're looking at maybe quarterly or yearly. You're breaking up, like, things that, what am, where am I making space and incorporating? Like, sometimes for me, like, I just going to the gym and working out, like, you wouldn't say that's adventure. Mm-hmm. But it's me getting out of sitting behind a computer and get the blood flowing, you get going. Get and, like, up. I actually, something happens emotionally, spiritually, because... I'm activating something, and I do it with God. So if we know what makes us come alive, what is the rhythm? I'll I'll share this, and I want to close with a couple more questions to Jason. Um, There was a group of guys. um, We went on this trip to Montana, and we kind of went after this stuff. We were fly fishing, like shooting, skiing, prairie dogs, and all that kind of stuff. It was great. I don't (laughs) know if you can mention that on podcasts, but you guys are good, right? And um, we, we were just being real and honest, and we were talking about this challenge of, you know, we've all had those moments, maybe this weekend will be that for you, where you're having a connection with God or other people in adventure or community that's like, dude, I want this, it's been lacking my life. But you're like, if we're honest, that's not the rest of my, you know, routine. <laughs> this is not the norm. Yep. And so we, we, had, we started out of this amazing, like God did some awesome stuff. We started this group text with dudes and said, all right, Let's talk about this. And we, we kind of wrote out, this is just an example. You could do whatever you want. But like, you got to find other guys. I mean, it sounds like, Jason, that's what you do. You have people that are doing this with you. And we, we wrote out this thing. We said, okay, the challenge was, hey, once a week, do some sort of adventure. So it could be just taking your kid on a walk. Or, you know, like it's, we're talking about very attainable things, going on a run, going surfing, going, you know, whatever it is, going on a mountain bike. Weekly, find a space for that. The second thing was we said quarterly do an overnight, some kind of overnight trip. So, and, and if you're a parent, you know, if you're, if you're married, like it, it doesn't have to just be you. Grab a dude, grab one of your kids, even pull your wife into this. Mm-hmm. What, like what is a quarterly thing you're doing, like just overnight going to do something? And then we said like at least once a year, like plan an epic Trip. This is what we yeah. were doing, just to yeah. like hold each other accountable. Like, what, what, what is that for yep. you? Maybe you love fly fishing. Like, go to Montana, go to Colorado. Like, invest, make space, be intentional. Because if you don't do it, it won't happen. Yep. 
And, and we, this is what we were doing. So we started, we have this group text and we text each other pictures of us doing these things. Like for me, I, like my daughter plays soccer, so I, I took her to Arizona, we made it this thing, you know, you, we, we, we flew out together and just it was this fun adventure. And like, I'm taking a picture and like, it, it, we, I think we forget these moments we have. Is this making sense? Yeah. I, my, my hope as we, look, as we talk about this today is that we recognize that like everything is spiritual. God created it all. How we engage in it. This piece of adventure, yep. we were wired for this as men. Yep. So go after it. Be practical. So I, I, I want to wrap up with just... Can I say one more thing on yeah, that you real can say whatever you want. So I think one of the, <laughs> one of the main determiners of guys who get to the end of their life and they've been faithful to God and they're leaving a godly legacy yeah. is that they have other godly friends. Yeah. I don't mean perfect friends. I don't mean like overly religious dudes, but they have other guys that one of the things they have in common is they both love God. So they, if they're husbands, they want to be a good husband. They want to yeah. be a good dad, right? Uh, you've heard it summarized like this. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Yeah. Right. Your, your friends determine your direction. Find guys to have these adventures with and make sure you bring God into it. Yeah. Most of the time, guys go through their entire life without ever having really deep friendships. Mm -hmm. They don't pray with each other. They don't, right? And guys don't usually connect spiritually best in like a small group meeting where they're looking each other in the eye and like, how are you? No, Can we tell stop me right really. now? Everyone, let's just hold hands yeah. real quick. No, 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 like, no. Yeah. Guys do better like side to side, shoulder to shoulder, yeah. like in a pickup truck, on a run, golfing, surfing, whatever. So a life of adventure, whatever that adventure is, it doesn't even have to be like climbing a rock. It, it's you and some other guys in your life mm -hmm. that you are talking about God and you're having a good time together. Mm -hmm. Because men won't keep connecting just over God. They'll connect because they both want to go hit up that mountain bike trail. Mm -hmm. So that's the like, the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. Mm -hmm. The spoonful of sugar is like, how can we go have fun together? Even it's like, yeah, go to a football game together. We're going to save up money and go to that college game we always wanted to go to. We're going to go play that golf course we wanted to go. But then when you go, don't forget to bring God into the equation. So good. And you build this lifelong uh, of, of library, like you said, of photographs and memories or whatever with other men. But God has been a part of those things as well. Yeah, so good. Anything else practical that you would say to, to the guys here, just like starting, like where do you start? How do you get this going? I mean, we, we talked about like writing these things down rhythms, but like yep. what, what, what do you do to start? I think that um, one of the things I always tell guys is in, regardless of risk level, it doesn't have to be, again, outdoor risk to be an adventure. It has to be trying something you're not sure how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. That's what adventure is. I'm not sure how this can go. Maybe it's a business venture, maybe whatever. So uh, start small. It doesn't have to be some massive thing. I remember um, when I first started uh, rock climbing, it was like this tiny little cliff out here in San Diego. Uh, it was a rope at the top. It was super safe. It was, you know, and then if you start small and you enjoy whatever that thing, that passion, that hobby, that adventure is, then give yourself a goal. I want to do this. I want to do this. And make that goal something you're not sure if you can achieve and you need another guy to help you do it. So good. I don't know if I can do it. And yeah. I need some other guy who's into it as well. And then hopefully you find a guy that loves God as well that you can talk with, you can pray about. I want to share one more story. Is that okay? Sure. I love Wrap it. Up? Yeah. So, so um, the very first person to climb the face of Half Dome, it was a party of three guys. Uh, it was in 1957, a guy named Royal Robbins. 
And Royal Robbins and uh, two other guys, Jerry Galwis, Mike Sherrick, they decided they were gonna do something that no one has ever done. This is like before you could get rescued by a helicopter, there's like no equipment or whatever. It was super gnarly, risky thing. So they set out with five days of supplies. And they started climbing this thing. And on the fifth day, they were only a few hundred feet from the top, about to succeed, but they came up to a section of the rock that was overhanging. It would be like trying to uh, get out of a pool under a diving board, but like a really wide diving board. It's called the visor on Half Dome. And they basically were like, there's no way around this thing. So they wanted to quit, but they couldn't get down. It would take them too long. They were out of food. They were out of water. And one of the guys, Royal Robbins, he's become a legend because of this. Uh, he's kind of like the, the Michael Jordan of rock climbing, you know, Arnold Palmer. So he goes, well, let's just go a little higher and see what we find. So on the last day, out of all supplies, against all hope, they start going up. And when he goes up a little higher, he finds this little ledge that's about uh, 8 to 12 inches wide, and it shoots horizontally like a skinny sidewalk that shoots out sideways for a couple hundred feet and goes around the overhanging section of rock. And it gives them a pathway. After that, there's two little easy rope laying pitches, and they're right on the top. That little ledge is super famous because Alex uh, Honnold, the free soloist, who yeah. the movie Free Solo, National Geographic put a picture of him standing on this with no rope. This little skinny ledge Dang. has been named, it's one of the most famous ledges in rock climbing. It's been named Thank God Ledge because <laughs> they had no way out and it was like God just gave them this little sidewalk. Mm. For the last decade, about three times a year, I've taken a group of men from our church on a hike to the top of Half Dome, and we have church on Sunday morning up there, and we all lay on our belly, and we look over the edge, and I tell them that no matter what is going on in your life, God will always provide a way out. So He'll good. always get you through it. And I tell you that story for two reasons. One, it's just a rad story. It's a good story. <laughs> but number two, there are lessons in nature. Yeah. Like when you're out there and you're testing yourself against the elements or whatever your version of that is, you'll get to the end of it and you will see God show up in your adventures. So good. Whether it's a business adventure, whether it's a physical adventure, whatever it is, when you invite God into it, he will teach you lessons and he'll change your life through adventures. So good. Okay. Can you do this? Can you pray just over the guys here? Yep. I, I uh, Listen, this matters, you guys, and your heart matters. God, God has wired you, he's wired each of us to live alive. And you know, the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. But that includes, like he wired dudes, especially for this thing, to live with adventure, to live yep. beyond what we're capable so that we could see what he could call us to do. I feel like, listen, maybe this is not a new topic for you, but in every season of life, we have the choice. We're not victims. We're not victims of what's happening around us in culture, even the responsibilities of family, work, whatever it is. We are not victims. The Bible says we've been given everything we need for life yep. and godliness. I would submit to, to you, to us, that adventure is a huge piece that he's given us as a tool to discover who God is and who we are. And the question is, like you're saying, Jason, are, will, will we invite God into not only our life, but these moments where he wants to speak to you? And he wants to bring that friendship. He wants to bring that strength that we need. So I, I want us to do this. If you could pray, yep. pray over us, Jason, and then we'll, we'll do a couple other things. But I just feel like 
There is a moment. There's something significant about moments, which just come down to choices like, all right, what's the question? I'm going to go after this. I'm going to do that. I feel like some of us here today, like there, there's just, it's a tiny tweak, like, okay, I'm going to re, I'm going to value that thing again. Yeah. It's actually spiritual and I'm going to be a better husband, a better father. I'm going to get closer to God because I go after this and I'm going to go after this thing. So yeah. could you pray over us? Yeah. God, I thank you that you are not a safe God, that you are faithful, but you aren't predictable, that you never let up on letting adventures come our way. God, you filter everything that we face, and yet you don't uh, go and, and knock down every hardship. Uh, thank you that we have examples in scripture of men who faced incredible trials, incredible hardship, and still at the end of the day stood firm and stood faithful because of your strength and your courage. God, I pray that you would give courage to every man in this room and give courage to those who are listening to this podcast, that we would not shy away from, uh, from adventure. We would not shy away from making tough decisions. Lord, just living counterculture to this world is an adventure. It's dangerous. People aren't going to understand us. People are going to come after us, God. But I pray that you would make us like the mighty men of Scripture mm. who didn't run away. But because of your strength in us, because of the power of your spirit in us, we can embrace that which seems unknown because we know it's not unknown to you. Lord, you know the end of the story. You know as you lead and guide us through this life how everything is going to turn out. So I pray that fear would leave that anxiety, that, that panic attacks, that whatever it is that would keep us paralyzed from, from boldly stepping into whatever it is that you have for us, Lord, that we would no longer succumb. But you would give us the ability, God, to face every challenge as a man head on, not because we're so strong or so brave or so courageous, but because you living in us gives us the ability to face anything that this world throws at us. Help us to remember as men, God, to hang out with other guys, to invite you into the adventures, the sports, the hobbies that we have, so that it doesn't just become good for our physical bodies or our mental health, but so that our spirits may be built up and we can encourage and champion one another in this life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Jason, thanks for being on the you podcast, Firefest. Can you guys just give one more shout? Thanks for hanging out. The first ever live uh, episode here, or not live, live audience. So, uh, man, let's go after this stuff. Uh, live fully alive. Live with adventure. Step out. Take risks. Thanks for listening to the podcast, you guys. Uh, go after. Go on an adventure. Grab a friend and do this thing. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this summer edition of Man Camp. Stay tuned. For season four of Man Camp, thank you for being a part of this journey. Uh, we've been a little dormant and not active on social media or having new episodes. So make sure you go online, check out uh, this episode, share this episode with friends. If you wouldn't mind subscribing to Man Camp, it helps us get the word out, as well as share, uh, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram and all those places. And so until next time, season four coming this fall, we'll see you around.